Sportophile? Are you? <laughs> I literally just asked you before we recorded if you watched the England the uh, Euro finals, and you said no. No, I was watching something else. What was I watching? It was nothing good. I know that much. Space Jam team. Gosh, no. <laughs> now I'm, I'm trying Johnny to think. Ellis, and I'm movie mad, by the way. Are you movie mad? I am indeed movie mad. Well, that's also the name of the podcast. Oh, that's very confusing. Very confusing at that point. I'm very curious as to what you're watching. Oh, yeah, I'm, the, uh, I'm going through my thing because I mentioned... Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? wouldn't go through your thing. I did a double bill of the two Croods films. Oh, yeah, I remember saying... Your that's what it was. Yeah. So at that point, I was watching A New Dawn. Right. Any good? No. Worse than the first. No. I, I do don't not really like remember the first. the first. I had to go and watch the first one again because it had been since the uh, press screening of the first one that I watched it. So, you know. Blimey. Yeah. That I watched, you know, the film, not that I watched it. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. No, I, I must state like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, what's your favourite? Oh, yes. Book? And also, I followed that straight up with watching The Second Boss Baby. Wow. I did a you DreamWorks had a bad double, night. but I did a DreamWorks triple. Threads, which means I've only got one more DreamWorks film that's been released that I have never seen in my life. Oh. Spirit Untamed. Shall we? <laughs> we can do that as an episode if you want. Yeah, guess what? We're not going to do that <laughs> as an episode. I want to watch the Jake Gyllenhaal playing Spirit movie on my own. Is Spirit yeah, Untamed, is it uh, about horse racing? Because that's a sport. I mean, not really. It's about a girl and... This, yeah, the Stallion of the Cimarron forming a bond, and it's basically the Netflix uh, spin off of Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, as if wow. it became like a you know, princessy type show, yeah, kind of changed the format entirely. And then they did, I think it's the whole first season of that show turned into one film, right? And then they added Jake Gyllenhaal as the voice because if you remember, wow. Matt Damon just kind of did the narration for that, the original film. I've not seen the original. It's not good. But it's just like the horse doesn't actually speak. It's just the narration of the thought of the horse oh, at right. the time. Rather than, you know, the horse actually speaking. But this one, I think Jake Gyllenhaal just actually plays the horse. Right. So the narration of the thought of the horse, as in it is the horse we hear speaking. But, but it's like thoughts, kind or? of just like, well, just feelings as if it's telling, as if the horse is telling the story after the fact about right. the story that's happened. Ah, OK, right. I was. No, I what thought, if Matt Damon was maybe... a horse who's sitting down telling you a story? Like, is it Peter Falk? Oh, right. I thought it would be. It maybe be like um, sort of. Is it the old Paddington TV show? Oh, yeah. As narrator telling you the story yeah. as Paddington goes about his day. That would be nice. Um, but hey, we're uh, we're not talking uh, horses. We're talking sports. Sports. Horses um, can be used for sports. They can also be used for ploughing the fields. Yeah, and for... Warhol certainly um, did. Remember when Jerry used to plough the field before he started ploughing yeah. the land? <laughs> or by land, I mean, you know, all the all the uh, mares in East Town. And, and they can be used for Finder's crispy pancakes. 
well, I do not know anything about this. And if this is anything but fact, then uh, you say allegedly, please. <laughs> it is fact, right? No. I don't know anything oh. about this. Really? I genuinely don't a... know anything about this. And if this is anything this but fact, years ago. be careful. No, this was a few years ago. There was a whole um, scandal where uh, Finder's Crispy Pancakes had horse meat in them. Cite your sauce real quick before we... <laughs> All right, crispy pancakes, horse meat. See, it comes up as a um, Google search instantly. Uh, scandal hit firm that supplies Findus with horse contaminated mints for its beef lasagna. Also provides also provides crispy pancakes. Um, horse meat scandal firm. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, it was it was a thing, but it wasn't. I don't think it was the crispy pancakes. It was the lasagna. That was the um, the problem. But Findus are known for, for their crispy pancakes. What yeah. is a crispy pancake? It's like um, it's like, like taco. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you can get cheese ones and you can get beef ones. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, 2013 horse meat scandal. It's on their Wikipedia page as well for um for Findus. Uh, seven. It's I didn't Findus know. Like Finders. Uh, no, F I N D U S. Um, on seventh of February 2013, it was revealed that beef lasagna range in the UK, France, and Sweden, and shepherd's pie and Luca <laughs> ranges in France contained horse meat without proper de proper declaration. Contamination may have gone on since summer 2012, according to a leaked document. Out of 18 products, 11 tested positive for, for horse meat. Who would have thought that this was where it uh, I'm looking at pictures of these crispy pancakes, and they are so disgusting. I used to have them when I was, as, as a kid. Oh, oh, oh. And then in between all of it, there's just a uh, picture of a waving lobster. <laughs> From the Telegraph. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I'd rather uh, eat them waving a lobster. I don't even like lobsters or waves. <laughs> Why am I looking at this? Oh, I hate food. Ugh. Led to withdraw 12 tonnes of mints in June 2011 because of suspected contamination by E. coli. Wait, hold on. That's e. coli. <laughs> um... Eleven firms, including Tesco, Tesco and Asda, said they shared shoppers' anger and outrage. Whitbread vowed to remedy the un unacceptable situation on 26th of February. Yeah, it was a thing. I'm, I'm glad I, I hadn't imagined that. Um, yeah, who would have thought that this would read the podcast would go? Sorry. Um, <laughs> But yes, horses can be used for sport, um, but we're not watching a horse sport. Also, horses this week. can be used for ploughing the fields. Ah, okay, right, right. Okay, I see where you're going. Right. So we're watching um, Field of Dreams. United. Field of Dreams. Oh. Field of Dreams. Now, Field of Dreams, I feel like I've watched this, but I honestly don't remember. It's, it's like with basketball. And I, um, I've been re-watching uh, How I Met Your Mother-ish. Um, and they've mentioned that mentioned it a few times because Robin hates the film. How I Met Your um, Motherish. Yeah. 
It's that Anthony Anderson telling the uh, kids how he met. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Mother. Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, but yeah, Robin hates the film, and they they go on to about it to another like, how can you hate that film? It, you know, it makes you cry. So I'm hoping to to cry today. I'm always interested when it says when people say they cry. It's 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 a very good film. It's um got Jonathan Kent in, right? I don't that's, know some of the actors in this film. That's all I've got. Who's Jonathan got. Kent? Uh, Jonathan Kent is Clark Kent's father. Her pa, pa Kent. Yeah, pa Kent. See, I only know them as uh, pa Mark Kent. Do they have names? Really? What's yeah, okay? So, you know so his Kent. name is. You've uh, already said part Jonathan of Mark Kent's Kent. name. Yeah. Sorry, what's that name? You've already said part of Mark Kent's name. The first part of Mark Kent's first name. First part of Mark Kent's name. Well, yeah, because yeah. Mark Kent's name is Mark Kent. Mark Kent. Martha Kent. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> I can, I don't know if I told you this. Okay. I remember when we went to, to do the double midnight screening thing. Yes. For the first for Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, as we were watching uh, Man of Steel, I just thought as there's like just before the uh, tornado hits. Yeah. That uh, they're talking like, uh, hey, my name, you know, Pa, and then <laughs> Ma, and he goes, uh, and then there's what you know Superman saying, and then Kevin course is like martha what's going on i thought wait her name's martha but he calls her ma is his name partha <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that stuck in my craw for that thing i did not realize that in three hours time her her name would become so important <laughs> because it hurt because her name and his name became so important to me for that moment i predicted so i predicted the end so early on <laughs> I keyed into the most important factor of Batman v Superman without ever knowing it, because that's the kind of person I am. I'm intuitive, God. and that's exactly um, how I would have written that film as well. Did you um? Did you really not know that? Uh, um, the dad is called Jonathan. Right? I mean, I kind of knew it, but yeah, you can't just say that out of willy nilly when we're not talking about it. Because when you say, oh, Jonathan Kent's in this film, I thought, well, that's obviously, that sounds a lot like, you know, someone who would be an actor who would be working <laughs> in the 80s, they would just get like, a, you know, five lines in a Kevin Costner movie. Oh, that maybe. does sound exactly yeah. like the kind of, you know, old white guy who Kevin Costner would be like, yeah, I want to work with him. <laughs> Fair enough. Bring him on for five I minutes. Know. I want to hang out with him. Okay. <laughs> you can just imagine him, he's like, he's like 65 years old, you know, he's, he's got a beard and he's constantly wearing denim and he refuses <laughs> to remove a waistcoat. Because he's got his uh, holster there, and he's not—he's not packing heat because he's on a film set. But he's also going to have the holster just in case because it makes him feel <laughs> comfortable. Probably Jonathan got Kent. in there for a snack. He—he—he um, he, he got uh, ignored when he died at the uh, Oscars. They didn't do him <laughs> in the memorial. You know that much. I—I—I <laughs> I, I, I can understand where you'd come to that conclusion. I guess because just because he shares my name, I've always um, I've always remembered that Jonathan Kent. No, no, his name's Jonathan. Yeah. That's not your yeah. name. What's my name? That's not your name. Your name's Johnny. My name is Johnny, but... Um, what you here to say? My full name is Jonathan, if you're ever angry at me. Um, in an angry way. In an angry way. So, and it's what, what if I called you John? I am going to be taking the moniker John. Uh, Wait, later. Yeah, but that's later in your life. What if yep. I called you John now? It's, what would I be? Would I be flirty with you? I mean, you're always right with me. Come on, just admit it. Okay, J Dog. <laughs> Back Jesus on the J Dog. God, that's been a while. Moving on. 
um, Field of Dreams. Yeah. I, I see. Yeah, I, I kind of remember watching this once and being very bored by it. When so, when was this though? Were you like five? Mm, no, I would say no more than ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. Since I've known you. Yeah. That's interesting stuff. So I'm I'm intrigued to go back over this. But um, what do you what do you remember? Do you remember any particular actors standing out? Um, yeah, I Dreams. remember there was yeah. Isn't it like dead people turn up or well, ghosts, zombies? Um, <laughs> well, sometimes, up. Johnny, dead is better. <laughs> sometimes dead is better. Um, yeah, I, I seem to recall there is a baseball field and it has got some magic quantities to it um, in which some dead people play baseball on the field but I don't particularly remember why or why it's significant or why it matters um, or why it's interesting at all. So I, maybe I think I wasn't concentrating when I was watching the film the first time around. Um, so maybe this time I'll like it, but I'm, I'm not I'm not going into it like very excited, I must admit. Can I just posit this to you? Because I watched yeah. it a couple of weeks ago again. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Uh, don't go oh, into this expecting... Uh, no. Dreams a couple of weeks ago. Or is it just it that you watched? <laughs> oh, I watched Phil Dreams in a couple of weeks ago in 4K. Okay, right. right nice looking. Uh, don't expect answers for certain logical purposes. Okay. Expect feelings. Right. Well, I like feelings. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, we go for logic. Yes, but this is uh, this is definitely a magical realism film, right? I this tried is, to go uh, for logic. This is this is a male dream fantasy picture. I guess I tried to tell. go for logic recently with the Dexter finale. Did I tell you I finished Dexter? Oh, you finished Dexter? Yeah. Oh, did he did he enjoy his life? Can I talk he about died, that a little right? bit? Have you seen Dexter? I've seen all of Dexter. You weren't at the end of Dexter. You're at the start. You, you were at the end of season seven when we last talked. Yes. You um, didn't even know of Charlotte Rampling yet. Yeah, no. And I, how exciting I, it would be that she turns up and you're like, oh, actually, no, this show's finally gotten good again. It's finally finding its things. And then immediately it was like, actually, we've given up on this. So we're going to do this instead. Right. Fuck's sake. Yeah. sake. Come on. Um, Finish strong. Nope. It was, my God, that final episode. I thought it was going <laughs> to be a Breaking Bad kind of thing where <laughs> they'd find out about him and he'd spend the last couple of episodes trying to escape. And Wouldn't I that saw, be a thing? Yeah. And I saw a... um. Um, a description for the final episode and it mentioned a storm and I thought oh that's going to be interesting he's going to be trying to escape the metro uh, Miami metro um, having everyone know about him and you know you're going to have that it's be like Miami Vice situation there's storms going on everyone's kind of revealing their hand yeah um, so I was waiting for that and <laughs> <How'd> that <go laughs> not only do they not know they don't find out about him he kills his sister he mercy kills his sister um, which <laughs> spoilers for Dexter if you give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No one. Um, can, no, at this point, come on. But what really got me, and this is where I was trying to find the logic in it, or like the symbolism. I didn't understand it. Why does he bury Deborah in the sea in the same, basically the same place that he's put all his victims who are murderers and rapists? Like, mm-hmm. 
What's the symbolism behind that? And why does he abandon his son and his girlfriend after just spending the last couple of seasons sort of finding, you know, feelings for people? And, you know, the whole thing, the, the first half of the show was him kind of, you know, he didn't know how to how to interact with, with other people and he didn't have any kind of, um, he felt sort of a bit on the spectrum, but they didn't confirm it, you know? It was that kind of character. And then the last couple of seasons, he kind of grew out of his shell and he, he, he found love for Deborah and he, you know, his son, he got a girlfriend and all this. And then yeah, they wanted him to be the hero instead of the villain. They? Yeah. So he had to change him entirely. <laughs> and then and then he just he just escapes to and 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 he fakes his death. And it just makes no sense. But I tell you what, I'm intrigued about this new season. <laughs> you are Benoit Blank. <laughs> as, as, as soon as I finished the show, I checked the um the teaser trailers, which have given nothing away. Um, no, they they just say, "Hey, um, we're back. Please, yeah. please watch us. Sorry, maybe, but maybe not sorry about what happened." Um, like considering the final episode, um, his um his dark passenger, his dad, kind of says, "You don't need me anymore," and disappears. And it's like, oh, he's moving on. He's, you know, and then the first teaser, I think it was the first teaser for, for the new season is the the cabin. And you're looking outside of the cabin and you see the sort of reflection in the window of someone wrapped in plastic um, struggling. And then it cuts to a shot of Dexter and he just look, looks at the camera smiling like I'm back. And I'm like, but why are you back? Like, and is your dark passenger going to be... Because <laughs> he's compulsed to kill, and now he's just giving me a cunt. Yeah. who cares? I... Who cares? They don't know what they're doing. But, you know, I've also heard that they're, they're approaching this season as um, righting the wrongs of the finale, so... Oh, yeah, but what about the four seasons that preceded the finale? Yeah. Uh... Because that's a lot of wrongs they have yet to right. Mm. Um, just putting Lithgow back in there is a weird choice. Yeah, and Deborah's coming back as well, apparently. Who? Uh, Carpenter. No, what's, what's what's her name? Sorry, her character De- name. Deborah. Deborah. Uh, no, say it properly. Deborah. Deborah. Well. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my mini uh, Dexter review. Um, I I don't know what to think about that. What to feel about it? But yeah. Uh, I'll go into this and try to experience it without questioning why things are happening. I'll go into um, Field of Dreams. I, so when when did you when was you said you watched it recently? When how recently? Um, I want to say April. April. Okay, fairly recently then. Yeah. Yeah, and fairly I, recently. Knowing so that this was on the table anyway. Yeah, I was gonna, so are you, are you excited to go back to it, or is this just saying, ah, oh, got to get through this? Like, I mean, it's easy to watch. That's not a problem okay. at all. Right. It's the cause. He doesn't like the cause. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, he has just been released from, from prison, so, and he's going to be touring the UK. The cost. He's the cost. Oh, Do I have to say that oh. now? Oh. Jeepers creepers. <laughs> Do I really have to avoid? Jeepers creepers. Sorry. Oh gosh, I am. You can't say anything these days. <laughs> Everyone's been cancelled and everything's connected to everybody. 
Um, so, um, how long is this? I've, I'm guess I'm how long two, Field of Dreams is. I'm feeling two and a half hours. Right, it feels like it should be. It's an hour yeah. and forty-five. Blimey. It's like, oh wait, I thought this was. I felt like this is a two and a half hour film. It feels like it should be. Yeah. Even like though it, you've seen it before, it feels like it should be. It should be like a long meandering thing. It should be a you know kind of like a Tom Hanks dad movie kind yes. of thing where it just a lot of it is just hanging out and thinking about how important it is to care about family mm. <laughs> and the love of America. Fast and Furious movie. And the love of America. They don't love America in Fast and Furious. Yeah. They love saving the world and cuts. Yeah. By the way, here's how you uh, stop the Fast and Furious franchise from being overdone. The next two films. Oh. Right. What you do is you have them stop fucking saving the world and start realising maybe we should just let bad things happen. Oh, start destroying the world. Not, not start destroying the world, but start just focusing on each other again. Okay. And not the bigger picture. And of course, that means that the first part ends with you know some deadly stuff happening. And then kind of having to step up their game, but only fighting for the parts of the uh, world they actually care about, which is where the family is. That'd and stop doing cause... the fucking, you know, entire world has to be saved stuff. Just get yeah, it centred back again. Because when you think about it, Fast Five is the last great one, truly yeah. great one, and the only truly great one, because it's focused on them just trying to achieve a small goal. It'd be fun to watch them just having their barbecues and seeing, like, nuclear bomb go off in the far distance. Like, just remake Greenland <laughs> with the fast game. Yeah, I can see that. Boom. Yeah. And that's your first film. And then the second film, of course, you can do a bigger end game kind of bullshit that I won't care about. <laughs> just like Space Jam, um, A New Legacy does. Now, you're... I don't feel so good, Mr. LeBron. You're... <laughs> R.I.P. Bugs Bunny, apparently, for five seconds. You're, um... I can't believe they gave him a death scene and then immediately brought him back. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? How can you give Bugs Bunny a death scene and also not give him any comedy in the film? I was watching it and I was like, is this like Warner Brothers' way of going, we're, we're washing our hands of, of Bugs Bunny and <laughs> we're never going You know, obviously they should have done with Pepe Le Pew instead. Just had a whole death scene for him. Yeah, that's true. But not in a sad way, but in an interesting way in which everyone has to put a knife in his back. But could you not see that coming as well? With like you know, earlier in the film, he said, you know, tunes don't die, and it's like, okay. Oh, I wasn't taking a lot of the information in from that film because a lot of the information was going to destroy my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, back to um, Field of Dreams. You are a bit of a baseball person, right? Your brother played baseball. My brother plays played baseball. He enjoys baseball. So you you sort of grew up with it, and you. You, you know, I didn't grow up with it. This was, you know, when by the time I was thirteen, he was getting into it. So it's oh, not, right. not even that deep into it. Okay, but you but know, it's, it's a, I know it's, of baseball. Yeah, it's a sport you you can get along with. It's not oh, a sport I, I can get along with. It's fucking long no. and boring. Oh right. But you know, the Atlanta Braves used to have a player called Andrew Jones on the team, who was oh. a pretty good player. With you and Rue Jones, make sense of that? <laughs> yeah, spelled it wrong. He did. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about as far as it goes with baseball and I. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Sports just does not uh, appeal to me. This is our second baseball film in as many weeks. What do you mean? Well, kind of. No, last week was not a, not, not a film of baseball yeah. or basketball. It was basketball. So it was, it was it basketball. Was, it, was, yeah. it was basically Dumble. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, the amount of um, 
Space Jam references this week. Hey, they want to build a new legacy. We're going to give it to them. <laughs> we are, we are the uh, the late DMX. We're going to give it to them. Oh God. Um. Well. We are the late Bismarcky because uh, you're just a friend. <laughs> um. Well, my uh, Field of Dreams has downloaded on my laptop now, so I because you're illegally to... watching this, pirating the copy. Yeah. Kevin Costner, the caused. Go find him. The, the picture on the on iTunes here of him like with his legs crossed and the um the field behind him. The field. What kind of field is it? Well, that's the thing. It reminds me of uh, signs. I don't want to spoil it, but is the signs is kind of a sidequel. Right. If you remember, Wacky Phoenix is going crazy trying to work out what's going on, and Mel Gibson's just you. Know, Looking at anyone who is not, you know, straight white, supreme, <laughs> and getting angry at them. Yeah. Wacky Felix is walking around the cornfield and he's finding all these weird things, and it's because uh, because this is happening. <laughs> this is happening one farm over. Well, let's let's uh, let this happen in front of our eyes. And so. I don't want I don't want to say what what caused the wife to die, Mel Gibson's wife to die, but uh, hey, maybe Field of Dreams will finally. Show you the origins of uh, Tom's deaf wife. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Fight! Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah. Who would win? Bill Gibson or Kevin Costner? Um, whoever wins, we lose. Now, remember, Kevin Costner has a ranch. Yes. So he can, you know, if Bill Gibson tries to attack him, he you can... Did you know. Mel Gibson in the ranch. Well, what I'm saying is, like, you know, he could probably snipe him from, like, you know, five miles out. Yeah. He's on his property, so it's legal as well. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to be hoping for that now. <laughs> you don't want Mel Gibson to go and salute Donald Trump at a UFC event again? <laughs> God. <sighs> Remember when he was allowed in films? Yeah. Even after what he did and what he said? Yeah, I seem to remember Hacksaw Ridge was actually quite good. Nope, that Hacksaw Ridge is absolutely atrocious. I don't know how it got Oscar nomination. Oh. It's all over. What if Andrew Garfield was was sad priest boy who's just running around trying to stop, you know, trying to save people after a horrible massacre because why not show a horrible violence in war and just obsess about the goal of war? Well done, Mel Gibson. You're an awful human being. Yeah, silence was really weird. Uh... At least Scorsese is a good person. Yes. Don't jinx it. At least Scorsese loves cinema. Okay, yeah. That, that would At least Scorsese wears glasses well. Yeah. At dreams. least I've been in a room with Scorsese. How's that? Well, Never Mel. Never, Never Mel. Mel. Never. Never. If you put it, we will come. If you feel what, who will come? Insane. I hate it when that happens. Me too. Who's hearing voices? Ray is. <laughs> I think I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man out there on your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. 
And it did come. It did indeed come. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he came, at least. Don't know about you. We, we ended the last half with you saying, whispering that. And that's <laughs> since she clicked off the record, that's when I remembered, oh, that's the, that's the line. That's, that's, that's from this film. I forgot. Because um, I, I always think Wayne, Wayne's World. <laughs> Um, you think of Wayne's World with that yeah. line? Is it Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2? Wayne's World? Yeah. Party time. <laughs> Excellent. Diddle, 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 Yeah. It's Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2, right? Yeah. Wayne the Police is Wayne's World 2. These are damn good films. Um, hey, do you want to uh, do that? Uh, do you want to sack off the rest of the month and just watch Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2? Do you know what? I, I, I would. They're, they're good. They're fun. Hey, you know what? They are fun. They are. They, they really are. Fun. Um, and uh, so is uh, Field of Dreams. Not fun, but like it's good. Um, tell me it's, when you first saw Field of Dreams. See, I've been thinking about this because I knew this question was coming for a couple yes. of days How now. How did you know that? <laughs> How did you know I don't that? Know. I call it men's intuition. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like it must have been when I was oh, 19. Well, it's over now. Oh. Around that time. It was way older than I should have been for the first time to watch a film like this. Yeah. But again, it was my brother's obsession with baseball. And uh, he was like, oh, man, this film's on ITV. We've got to watch it. Right. It doesn't get played very often. It didn't at that point, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I Nowadays, that. it's on a little bit more often. Mm. But then it wasn't. And I uh, sat down with him because, of course, you heard of Field of Dreams. It's a, it's this film, I guess, with Kevin Costner in a baseball field, and you don't know much else about it. And Jonathan Kent, don't forget, Jonathan Kent features in this film. Well-renowned uh, and, actor. And, and and Henry Hill, you know, yes. from The Music Man. So we sat down and uh, watched this film, and I remember going like, "Oh shit, it's a comedy!" Right. <laughs> I thought this was going to be some sort of dreary, miserable, you know, men doing men things. And it's saccharine, but it doesn't make any sense. And instead it's like, oh, no, it's got jokes. Oh, I'm safe. I'm in safe hands because they know there's jokes to be made. And that's that's that was the point where I was like, oh, this might be one of the greatest films of all time. Because it's just this warm, comforting film that makes you laugh and makes you feel things. And makes you, makes you see things as well. Because there's shots in this when you're just looking at this field and it's, you know, the sun setting and you've got the, the light sound of, you know, balls hitting bats and people clapping in the echo. And it's got that sense yeah. of just like it's an evening after a long day. It's warm, but you're now coming to a point where you can relax a little bit more and everyone's still around. There's a community to it. It's exactly what I want out of everything. But, um, Comfort. Racist films of all time? I don't know. Okay, let's run down the top ten. Oh, where do you want to go for? BFI, AFI. Right. Oh, which God. one? What, they, uh, let's go AFI. Okay. Start alphabetically. AFI. Ten films. Top ten? No way would it be in the top ten. No, no. But I'm just going to say, like, right. what are, what are the AFI's 
you know, top tens. Okay, so uh, if we go for, I guess, do you want to put it in fantasy? Do you want to put it in romantic comedy? Do you want to put it in sports? Do you want to put it in sports? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, right. So uh, 10, Jerry Maguire, previous episode. Right. Nine, Nine. National Velvet with Mickey Rooney from 1944. Right. Eight, Breaking Away from 1979. Right. Can't tell what that sport is. Seven, Caddyshack, previous episode. Hmm. Six, okay. The Hustler. Future Hustlers? Episode. The Hustler. Paul Newman, baby. All right. The prequel to The Colour of Money with Tom Cruise and Scorsese. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Bull Durham with The Cost. Right, okay. I can see Field of Dreams turning up in top three now. Four, I, I don't Hoosiers know with Hackman. Right. Three, The Pride of the Yankees. Okay. 1942. Number two. two. Oh, Rocky. Oh, Rocky. Oh, number right. two. I God, if this is above Rocky in the list. Number one. Don't fucking say it. No yeah. way. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Okay, it right. It doesn't make the top ten. Okay, right. Fair enough. But would you, would you, do you think any of those films are better than this? Um, a lot of the um, Caddyshack, ten, ten, yeah, ten to five. Um, I either hadn't heard of or wouldn't have put in the top ten. Um, I saw Bulldog around the same time I saw Field of Dreams, and uh, Field of Dreams surprised me with this comedy. Bulldog, I was disappointed because the comedy seems to be whack, and I didn't mm. care for it. And people love Bulldog. I, mean, I probably have to go to back to Bulldog at some point, but I don't know. It just it's no Field of Dreams. Um, Rocky, I don't think is very. I mean, it, it's simple, but I think it overdoes itself. Uh, it's classic, it, it, it's, it's yeah, but it's, isn't it two hours? That's a yeah. film that needs to be eighty-five minutes. There isn't a two-hour film on that thing. Yeah, I suppose. But... Yeah, it is. It's, it's one hundred and ninety minutes on the dot. That's no, that's way too long for a <laughs> film which is just like, hey, he likes to you know give tortoises to a, a girl. Hmm. He likes to you know. <laughs> almost get beaten up by a guy with a baseball bat and then he does some boxing and then loses spoiler is that, is that really two hours worth of film um i'm just looking let, let me at... list you hold on a second yeah i'll give i'll give you what two hours of film could also be you could watch one and one and a half toy stories in the time it takes you to watch one rocky yeah and you okay. get so much more world, so much more comedy, so much more drama, so much more thrill, so much more action, so much more characters. Mm. Love it. Better. Do it. Just, let's just watch one of the half toy stories <laughs> and then two Wayne's World films. I'm just, I'm flicking through um, sports films at the moment yeah. um, to see what, what ones I would put in a top ten. Yeah, um, you, you're now seeing why it was really hard to uh, reconstruct the uh, last episode of this yeah. <laughs> this year, month's yeah. podcast. Cause yeah. We overstated um, how many episodes we've done. <laughs> but there's some there's some good uh, sports movies I put above this, and I'm not saying I don't like this. Yeah, I just uh, one of the best films of all time just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I'd put Whip It above this. I haven't seen Whip It in years. Um. Well, there's a uh, well, Warrior. Warrior is one of the best films of all time. 
I mean, I, I violently disagree. I think it's one of the worst, most tediously really? boring films I've ever seen. Oh, no. I've, I think uh, Gavin O'Connor, like Gavin Hood, I think the Gavins are very much uh, hack directors. No, that, that, really oh, that film is boring. Alita Battle Angel is an action sports. Yeah, film. it's got. Uh, it's not called Murder Ball. What's it called? Ball Murder. No, no, it's. What's the thing in that? I can't remember now. Well, that's why you should have it up just in case. <laughs> um, fighting with my family. That, would put that is barely a, anything. That. Battle of the Sexes. Damn good film. I, Tonya. Uh, Battle of the Sexes is the worst Daytona Ferris film. Um, Rush. Motorball. That's why, because oh, if you say Motorball, right. and it sounds exactly like Motorball, you're thinking Eddie, it's Motorball. Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the great. Um, Eddie the Eagle is great. Point Break. The, uh, the remake. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait Jesus. a second. Are you telling me to get off my ass because I'm now a CIA agent? Yeah. Or do you want me to talk about my whittles? And Here are my whittles. I've created a red room for my whittles. <laughs> sports documentaries are really good. Um, documentaries Senna. don't count. No? Not for this. Okay. No, documentaries are a separate, separate thing because this only has uh, two minutes of documentary at the start. Yeah. Said it said it's two hours of documentary. Yeah. Or two and a quarter hours if you watch the uh, extended version. Hmm. Well, only on Blu-ray. Um. But yeah. Um. Field of Dreams. I I didn't really remember much from this at all. I don't, maybe I don't know if I, I'm sure I did watch it all the way through, but I mustn't have been like paying attention because I didn't. Uh... <sighs> Sorry. Um. I didn't remember him going away from Iowa um, and tracking down uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> What's his name? James O. James O. Jones, yeah. I didn't remember any of, any of that. Um, I seem to recall the girl, um, the, the young daughter, uh, hurting herself when she fell off the bleachers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that... that that rang a bell a bit. Um, but yeah, this 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 time around, I kind of I appreciated it more for sure. Um, I don't think I'd watch it in quick succession as you did. I mean, you didn't even watch it in quick succession. It was in April, you said, right? Yeah, I've watched a bunch of episodes of succession between them. <laughs> Too shame. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't um, leave that smaller gap between April and July. Um, to rewatch it, so well, what? guess what? It's very, it plays very well second time round for so quickly. Yeah, yeah. That this well, last maybe, hour and forty five minutes really flew by hanging out with maybe, you watching a nice film. Maybe in October I might I might maybe, give it up. Watch. Maybe I will. One of the fields, two fields of dreams they use still running, by the way. Sorry. One of the two they had two fields apparently. Right. One of them was, uh, you know, quickly demolished and turned back into farmland because they had a Timothy Busfield character trying to demand money from them. Right. And the other one is still in operation and still exists and been bought out by a company called Go the Distance LLC. Oh. <laughs> so, you nice. know. Yeah, I was talking, a friend was saying that they've uh, they've visited it before. Yeah, uh, 65,000 annual visitors. Blimey. Yeah. We saw them all at the it's end of a long of the... time. They all go one day a whole, day a day whole year. year. Yeah. yeah, annual visitor. Yeah, they're there for way too long. 
Um, yeah. What do you think about Costner? Where is he's, your Costner stance at this point? Costner's, he's like, he's a fine actor. He's a safe bet. You know? Hmm. Like, if you've got him in your film, you're comfortable. Um, he's not that, one of these actors that, like, he's not like Tom Hanks or something where it's like, oh, it's a Tom Hanks film. I've got to watch it. I wouldn't be like, oh, Kevin Costner's in this. I've got to watch it. But the fact that they have uh, Harvey on at one point just makes me think Kevin Costner there, you know, has an element of he wants to be Jimmy Stewart. Mm. He wants to be what America is. Yeah. Know, which, of course, Tom Hanks ultimately becomes. Yeah. I think it's interesting because he's always been more edgy. He's always been more willing to play characters who are prone to violence, at least. Mm. A bit more of a, an action dad. Yeah, or, or, or a miserable drunk if he has to be, kind of thing. Whereas oh, Tom in... Hanks, when he's dark, he's you know dark but kind, and you just still want to hug him. He's in Yellowstone. Oh, do you want to get into Yellowstone? It's, I I feel like that's a show I would like. Now Kevin Costner owns a ranch, and uh, on that ranch they have a film shoot. <laughs> they shoot what? Yellowstone on his ranch, basically. Ah, oh, right. And uh, I think they shot Open Range on his ranch. Okay. And I've got a feeling Let Him Go was also partially done on his ranch because, yeah, he's living there. Why not just make films while he's, you know, on his ranch and can do shit? I binged Yellowstone at the start of this year yeah. because I had run out of a lot of TV. And then I was like, ah, here's another TV show. Oh, no one watches it. It's got a good cast, but no one watches this thing in the UK, at least. Mm. It doesn't really exist in the UK. But the people who do watch it seem to watch it a lot because I think it's got like five, six million viewers every episode. Blimey. Which, yeah, in this day and age is insane. Yeah. Uh, Yellowstone is very, very sweary. There's a whole bunch of sex and there's a lot of violence. But, you know, the people who watch it are, you know, the, you know, the 50, 60 year olds who are like, I like my Westerns. I just like the old Westerns. I just want one of those old Westerns. And it just (laughs) seems such a weird thing. But, of course, then you remember, oh, well, no, they grew up in the 60s and 70s. They had this cultural revolution. So, of course, they're also into that kind of. The you know yeah. counterculture deconstruction of uh, censorship, but also want to find the comfort in uh, the forties and the fifties, <laughs> and that's exactly what it gives them. And mm. it, yeah, it's Taylor Sheridan, mm. which when you think you know he uh, did uh, the thing in Wind River, he gave you oh what's the film called? <sighs> I mean in Mexico it means hitman. I can't remember what it means. Uh-huh. I can't remember its title. Sicario. Yeah. Ah, Day of the Soldado. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so you know he's he's always tried to be a bit more like cold but subversive and just you know men doing their job thing. Mm. And it's fucking great. I mean, it's soap opera. It's soap opera western. It's fucking great. It's so comfortable to just watch. Good guys and bad guys both towing the line of wait. Why don't we just shoot each other? Ah, well we can't because then we'll start a war. But why not have a war? <laughs> let's do this let's just go out for war and then they do and uh, the next season's coming later this year and I'm kind of excited <laughs> um, I'm just having a look at, uh, at uh, Costner's um, IMDB yeah and I forgot he was in uh, Three Days to Kill and I feel like that was it certainly a, was that was a moment when they were trying to make him the new um Liam Neeson. They were trying to do the, hey, let's see who, which other, you know, old actors we can get back into doing things. And that was McGee, wasn't it? 
Um, yep, McGee. All right. Luke Besson doing a McGee. Um, what a mix. That film is way too boring for what it should be. There's a short here called uh, Field of Dream- Dreams 2. Um, <laughs> Lockout. How short is it? Lockout. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. Lockout. Uh, where do I find it? Three minutes. Um, I don't know what it is. Is it an SNL thing or something? I don't know. Might just be. It's got actual... Taylor Lautner as Iowa Farmer. Wow. Um, Dennis Haysbert as Man with two N's. Ray Liotta as Roger Goodell. Um, yeah. Kevin Costner as Iowa Farmer's dad. Right, uh, Roger Goodell is the uh, what do you call him? Is it the CEO? Would you call it that of uh, the Major League? Ah, uh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so big lockout be. A small town Iowa farmer who fed up with the NFL lockout decides to build his uh, own football field after hearing voice instructions from beyond. So, so he does football instead. Okay. The real name of this video is Field of Dreams 2 NFL Lockout. That's the only trivia item. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) It just popped up as an actual thing on his list i mean he was in it yeah he did it he obviously yeah. had commitment to wanting to do a joke he has the sense of humor but um, also, where, know, do cares. You, where do you stand on uh, kevin costner then i mean i don't stand on him that'd be rude <laughs> i will watch anything he's in i always find it i find him in comfortable hands with him that's the thing I didn't care for Let Him... I watched Let Him Go recently. It came to HBO Max. Right. And uh, the first hour was really tedious, and then it finally got going. Like an right. hour into it when there's still 45 minutes left. <laughs> but mostly it was just, you know, um, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner just hanging out mourning the death of their son. So, uh, so yeah, pa and Mark Kent were just mourning the death of their son. A new Kevin Costner film comes out. Yeah. Do you rush to go see it? I would definitely be there that opening weekend. I won't say I'm like in a desperate mood, but when Draft Day came out, I was there. Are you kidding me? Right. It's like, right. I don't know anything about, you know, the f- American football and the draft of that or anything, but it's like, well, I mean, I'll watch a Kevin Costner comedy or an action film or a drama, although I didn't go and see Criminal. That trailer looked weird. Right. There are too many other elements. I don't really want to see Criminal. No, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think I'm, atta- I'm that attached to... Uh... Kevin Costner. Um, we should get attached. He's, he's, uh, he's fine. He's like, a he's a he's a a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, really comfortable. Fan of hot chocolate. Hot it makes chocolate. you feel good. Okay, well he's yeah, he's, he's an energy drink he used to <laughs> enjoy. He'll make you just feel like ah, I'm in safe hands. Nothing's going to hurt for a bit. It might not be the most exciting thing that's about to happen to me. But I certainly feel like the world makes a little bit of sense. The movie's line, if you build it, he will come, was voted uh, in the AFI's uh, 100 Greatest Movie Quotes. Uh, mm. Do you a guess the number? 32. Oh, no, but you're close. 69. No, but uh, take the first part of the first number and the last part of the last number. 23. The first part. 23. 23. No. What? 32, I said. No, the first part of the first number. 
Okay. 39. And last. There we go. Yeah. I thought you were going to make me do Jim Carrey. I was about to go for Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. uh, it was a special coming of Funny or Die. So it was a Funny or Die production. Ah, uh, right. Okay. There we go. Finally found it. Costner was going to have a role in Django Unchained, but had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, I wonder who he was going to play. Probably Don Johnson. Maybe, yeah. Seems like um, the thing. And by, by that, I don't mean Don Johnson's character. I mean Don Johnson. <laughs> he was going to go through time. He was going to be in Miami Vice for a bit. He was going to father Dakota. For, for the first... <laughs> Sorry, go on. Have a single... Um, for the first time in 2020, the Chicago White Sox and New York Yankees were scheduled to play an actual game on the movie Baseball Field. Oh, yeah. Iowa. Wait, Iowa which year? 2020. It was I, I, I think I could guess how this was about to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. was planned to happen in 2020. Hmm, did it go forward? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... Tom Hanks was originally offered the role of Ray Kinsella. No shit. Makes sense. Well, and at that point as well, he was about to do Turn on Hooch. You know, his yeah. career wasn't in that uh, I'm America's dad yet, so he wouldn't have been. He would have been wrong for this. Yeah. He was still, he was still paying money. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking to see what other trivia stuff. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Amy Madigan. Yeah, Amy Madigan is really good in this. Yeah. That first hour, she gets a lot to do, and then she just gets ignored as soon as James Earl Jones is on the scene. True, but I just love how, and you, you mentioned it a couple of times, she's not, she's just like the, the wife that just goes along with it. She's, she's like, positive. Yeah. She doesn't just yeah. go along with it. She's just, excited. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. She's actively participating in the positivity of the dream. Yeah. She's finding goodness in it. It's not just like, oh, my, my, my husband's doing something kooky and I've got to sit here and whack my hand or I've got to sit here and just let it happen kind of thing. It is yeah. a positive portrayal of joy and love. She does and have to sit there and, and raise their child while he goes off, though. Like no, 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 no. Well, yeah, but then, you know, he's giving the child some baseball influence as well and they're sharing time. Mm. It's a positive parenting picture. Yeah. It's a good old triple P. Um, and it it gets into it very quickly, very quickly. Yeah, the field is ready by twenty minutes in. Yeah, and it feels like it's five minutes in. It's that quick. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny to get it done so quickly. Because then you can focus on a book burning discussion, <laughs> <laughs> which was fun. Yeah, that PTA scene is fantastic. Mm. And when that um, thingy crashes into the lockers and she comes out, <laughs> she's so, so of good. Fun. It was, uh, it's fun. It's named nice. as one of the most, uh, one of the twenty most overrated movies of all time by Premiere, wherever that is. Premiere magazine, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh really? I wonder why. I think it was one of the most. If they wrote it, they would go. <laughs> one of the 20 most overrated magazines of all time, I think. What would be in Premier's top 20? I wonder. I wonder if we can find out. Yeah, that's uh, 20 most overrated movies. All right. American Beauty. Oh, okay. You're, you're um, going to look for it? 
no, 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 that's fine. I was just, uh, I was just, um, flipping. Yep, um, American Beauty, which, um, hey, uh, let's, let's just confine that film to never to be watched again. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't think it's a good idea to watch a film where Kevin Spacey might be lusting under te- after teenagers. <laughs> weird. Weird that I think we should never talk about that film again and burn it. Burn it if we have to. Chicago. Yeah, I like Chicago. Chicago is terrible. I like Chicago. I listen to that soundtrack quite a lot. The soundtrack's okay. Um, the movie is not. Clerks. They're, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Clerks isn't overrated. What it did to the entire industry cannot be ignored. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fantasia. Wow, okay. Fantasia. I've watched it once and I respect it. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not about thinking it's good. It's understanding what it is. Yeah. And what it achieved for, Dip, for Walt, specifically. Field of Dreams. Uh, 89 um, yeah. Chariots of Fire which I've never seen yeah I've never seen that doesn't really appeal to me um, but again yes. like, I, I, I wouldn't call it overrated even though I've not, not anymore it. certainly people don't talk yeah. about it anymore so it doesn't even matter uh, Good Will Hunting. Hunting people like it it's yeah. fine yeah I've like got, got Robin it. Williams an Oscar that's very important exactly uh, Forrest Gump I mean, it did beat uh, Pulp Fiction at the Oscars that year. It beat a lot of actually good films. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's still a damn good film. It's 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 good to watch. No. Nah, it's kind yeah. of very boring. Let's see. Right, the uh, Jules and Jim Best Picture nominees for that year. Oh, uh, right. I just know so it beat Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank. Oh, wow. Four <laughs> Weddings and Quiz Show. Wow. Which you still have my DVD of. Yes, I do. <laughs> From pre-pandemic times. Yeah. Which is now on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it is, isn't it? So you don't need that, do In you? In HD. No, I don't need it, Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I will, I'll, I'll, One I'll day. bring it <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know I much mean, about it, so can't come Yeah, French. Is <laughs> uh, it French? Who cares about the French? A Beautiful Mind. Again, I don't think it's talked about that much these days. Not anymore. So, yeah. That's the thing. This is this is very much of an era when it was like, right, well, these are the recent Oscar winners we fucking hate. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, hey, 20 years later, no one remembers this shit. No <laughs> one will remember the artist. Monsters Ball is after that, which again I've not seen. Don't know. Yeah, I mean it's not a good film. Um, Moon, is okay. Moonstruck. That's why yeah. people love that. People love Moonstruck. They think it's one of the wildest, funniest, nicest films. I got twenty minutes in and didn't really care for it. Right. But you know, Cher got an Oscar, yeah. which means Stuck on You exists. So Mystic, I can't deny it. Mystic River. Mystic River is not overrated anymore. For a period of time, it was talked about as one of the important moments. And, you know, Tim Robbins was supposed to be like, everyone loved his performance, which is great. And uh, I watched it I watched it a year and a half ago because I was like, I, I like that when I was like 14 years old. Right. <laughs> it's boring. It doesn't um, 
<laughs> I see. Yeah. The next one I think we can both agree on entirely. Nashville. Previous episode. Yep. I mean, it's it's coming back into the lexicon a bit because... The poll goes out. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yes, very much overrated. I agree with that. Wizard of Oz, fuck that. That's a classic. It's... I watched that for the first time all the way through a couple of weeks ago. But you, you can't deny it's a classic. You, you I, can, I can't deny it's classic as in it's old. I can deny that it is good because it's... Uh, you know how this film, the field is uh, made within 20 minutes? Mm. The Wizard doesn't really get going until an hour and 12 minutes into an hour and 35 minute film. Really? Yeah. A lot of it is just wandering around and songs that don't push the plot or characters forward. They just hear some yeah. songs. And then finally, it's like, oh, and now here's you fighting a wizard or whatever. An American in Paris, which I forgot we even watched. Hey, previous episode. Yeah. Yes. Overrated. I would agree. That is one that people always talk about as like Gene Kelly's greatest. So. Um, uh, Easy Rider, which uh, I, I watched. I don't. Again, I don't think it's talked about much. Really? No, it's very much talked about. Yeah. No, it's very much talked about. It's one of the first parkays that came out. People love Easy Rider. Yeah. I don't think it's good. I uh, never thought it was good. The Red Shoes. Yeah, I yep, I watched that recently because it came to uh, BBC iPlayer last year. Oh yeah. So I finally got to watch it. Any good? No. No. So, uh, uh, fuck you, Scorsese. <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. That's a classic. I... 100% overrated. Yes, I agree with that one. Oh, see, I wouldn't call that overrated. Oh, boy. Um, Everyone thinks it's one of the most important films of all time. And what a masterpiece. And look at this shot and look at that shot. And I just... It's it's classic Kubrick. It's cold and I don't care. <laughs> and uh, Gone with the Wind, which I've never seen. Yeah, no, it's four hours. Know, I'll ever get around to it's it. It's sitting on HBO Max, and I've got it on my list. And it's um, it took me three days to watch Giant, which was three and a quarter hours. How long will it take me to watch that? Yeah, we're well, twenty. Um, yeah, um, I mean, so certainly a list of films. Yeah, <laughs> some of them wrong, some of them very right. So where do we where do we where do we land here? Do we do we say yeah, good list, no bad list, or do we just say list? List. 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 Um, Johnny, are you mad that you watch Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams? No, no, I'm not mad. Are I'm you mad, mad that you watch Ray Liotta play a no. gentle baseball player? <laughs> I'm confused. I watched Ray Liotta and he wasn't at Ben Copper. It's wild because a couple. Of, what it's like two years before he's in something wild, the Jonathan Demi film, in which it's this you know kind of romantic comedy for an hour and a bit, and then suddenly Ray Liotta comes in. It's like, hey, are you fucking my girlfriend? I'm gonna <laughs> kidnap you and I'm gonna hold you hostage with a knife because I'm a wild madman. And for the next forty five minutes, it's a fucking thriller because Ray Liotta comes in and turns it into a nightmare. <laughs> and then two years later, like, I'm a gentle guy. I'm positive. <laughs> um, the <laughs> line casting nicely. I, yeah, Ray a fantastic actor. I enjoy anytime he's on screen. I'm excited that he's on screen. Yeah, because I know he's going to turn something terrifying <laughs> when he's in this. I'm I'm still terrified. It's a comfortable film, and I'm always like, I don't remember. Does he turn that baseball bat around and hit someone? <laughs> shove it up their ass and make them you know crawl. I don't know. He could do. He could, he could. do that. Um, and you want Turns to on into a ghost. Yeah. 
Um, apparently, the uh, the line "Hey Dad, wanna have a catch?" Uh, didn't include Dad originally, and audiences were disappointed in the lack of acknowledgement of father and son. And so the dad, the word "Dad" was looped in during post production. Interesting. Yeah. Works. Um, Works very well. And the final shot of the film was a big community event, enlisting 1,500 volunteers to drive their vehicles. For only a brief time, could both the headlights and the blue of the sky be shown in one shot. Yeah. First take was too bright. On the second shot, the lighting was perfect, but the camera uh, f-stop was messed up. Okay. Just before so the final shot. They had to probably have it a bit lower because they were thinking the brightness... Uh-huh. They probably, actually probably, yeah, they brought it down based on the brightness of the first shot, and that was a bit too messed up at that point because it was probably then still then dark, too dark, based on what you've just said. I'm guessing. Just just before the final shot, Phil Olden Robinson realised uh, that as with any heavy film. traffic, most of the cars weren't moving. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just look like like lights on posts. He relayed a quick instruction for the local radio station: flash your high beams on and off. Uh, Though the cars were not moving, this simulated the appearance of lights passing behind obstructions to perfect effect. Huh. Smart. Yeah. That's directing. Yeah. See, that's when you're stuck in a moment, you've got, you know, five seconds to come up with something that will change the game for the rest of your life. Can mm-hmm. you come up with something or will you fail? Yeah. Um, I love yeah. it. I am not mad I watched uh, Field of Dreams. Are you moving mad for Field of Dreams? Um, slightly, slightly. Are you intrigued about where you'll be in a year's time on Field of Dreams? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Take that journey again. Just knowing you could just have it on in the background, be just look over and go like, oh, this is just comfort. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. As the world falls apart, which it is, <laughs> you'll find comfort in Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, where can we well, find you? Oh, we can find me at uh, movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ethan Randall. If you really want to find me, it's at Twitter, on Twitter at Scott Derrickson. <laughs> it was his birthday last week. We did mention that. And uh, hey, the, the Scott Derrickson account favorited the tweet. So I guess oh. that does mean it's me. <laughs> That's 100% confirmation. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a weird bit. I enjoy it. Um, what is next week's film? It's the last film of uh, sports month, right? Yes, yes, it is. Based yeah. on the fact that I just had to think about it, <laughs> yes, it is. So, how we've had enough sports month? We've had basketball and baseball. Um, um, sorry, we've had sports agents in football, yeah, which led to basketball, which led yep. to baseball. And now, how about to... uh, how about hockey? Dodgeball. Oh no, no, I don't want to do hockey. I think golf. 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 Could you imagine? Golf movie. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think what golf movies there are. Well, I'll find out next week. I, yeah, I think there's one particular golf movie. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to think of it. At IU movie others. underscore mad. Yes. Sorry. Yep. Are you moving mad? Pod, underscore pod on Facebook. Yeah. Um, are you moving mad at hotmail.com? Yeah. Um, get in touch with us. My letterbox mad. is uh, letterbox.com slash Ethan Runt. Your letterbox is letterbox.com slash moving mad. Yes, it is. Until next week. Until next week. When uh, 
We're going to go home. Don't you want to go home? Go home. Okay. E.T.'s not a sports movie. No, no. If you go home, you'll okay. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.